Okay, so we are, we're in week three of follow. It feels a lot longer than three weeks, doesn't it? But I think it's because we had, we shared camp stories last week. And then we had camp in between. Was there something else? A forum? Did forum interrupt? There's, we've been, so we've been doing, truly been doing follow for about five weeks, but but we're three weeks in now as far as the series itself. This has been a, few, a series called Follow, and if you haven't guessed, it's all about following Jesus um, and what that, what that really means, what that looks like. Usually, there's a lot of people that we follow, right? Social media, we all follow someone in our lives. People that we look up to, we wanna be like, well, what does it look like if the person isn't here in person, right? Jesus isn't here like, we can't interact with him the way that we interact with each other, right? If, if I like want to follow someone, in, if I want to follow Theo, I get a haircut, I dye my hair blonde, um, right? So it looks a little different. We've been talking about that. And um, I just want to start by sharing a little bit about some of my passions. And we'll just begin with that. Sound good? Something, I just want to share a couple of my favorite songs with you that I've been listening to right now. Uh, there's one, one that I really like. I'm going to show you two of my favorite bands. And you might think they're really boring. I actually picked Dax up in my car the other day and I'm like, dude, anyone like chill music? Really chill music? Something about chill music is that when other people are listening to it with you, it feels awkward. So I'm glad that Danica likes pump up jams. And then when my friends get in the car, I play Danica's music. But this is one of my favorite bands. I listened to them in college and I've been to four of their concerts. Their name is um, Blind Pilot. Kids Bob, no. The artist is Blind Pilot. And this is my favorite song. Sometimes in college, I would run into my dorm and me and Nick would play this song and have a dance party uh, during the break of our, our like block classes. So we're like, 10 minute break, dance party. Um, this is called Half Moon. It's just epic. You know what I'm saying? Well, it sounds awesome over a stereo system. Listen to it. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? Easy. This is how I dance. We would stand like we'd stand on our end tables. Um, another favorite, my favorite Christian artist. My favorite Christian artist is named John Foreman. Anyone know John Foreman? He's my all, so he is definitely my all-time favorite musician. Here's a song of his. One time after me and Nick, we lived in Boise at the same time once. And when Nick left, I played the song and it reminded me of him. So cute. And I called him and sang it to him actually. Can you just sing it for us? Yeah, sing it. I could sing it. 
But it goes like this. Let me see if I can find it. If you, if you haven't heard of John Foreman, maybe you've heard of Switchfoot. Anybody? Anybody? This one. This is the song I called and sang to Nick after he had moved. Wait for it. You see what I mean? Really chill, chill songs. I know I'm a really high energy guy, so it probably seems like I listen to high energy music. No, I'm just kidding. You know this? And Nick used to be our worship leader, so this is why I sang this part to him. Forget this part. This next part. We're going to miss hearing your songs. He was our worship leader at our old church. So, Nick can... He says that he can't lead worship, but I feel like he can okay. So, those are my all-time favorite artists, John Foreman and Blind Pilot. And I've never met John Foreman. I had the opportunity to, but I just didn't know he was my favorite artist yet. And I didn't go to one of his private shows that I could have. I became a fan after my friends told me that there was a private show. And, but I met the guy from Blind Pilot. I love these bands because I like John Foreman's music because his lyrics are the best. Like really, really good in lyrics that like sink into your heart and soul and just have amazing meaning. They help me understand my relationship with God more. He is a, he's a, a modern, like, um, psalmist, right? There's like, so, well, and some of his songs are psalms. He just connects me with God. I like Blind Pilot. I actually don't know any of the words to any of their songs because none of the words to any of their songs make sense or really fit together, but they're a good jam. And I really enjoy them. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe turn to your neighbor and share your favorite artist real quick. Go ahead and do that. Okay, bring it back, bring it back. How about this? Everyone, even if, even if you're a hater of McDonald's, I just know it's true that everybody has a favorite McDonald's menu item. Even if you don't really like McDonald's. Turn to your neighbor and share, if you could order one thing from McDonald's, what would it be? Chick-fil-A, if you share your favorite Chick-fil-A menu item. Okay, okay, bring it back, bring it back. So, for me, those, both of those questions are easy. McFlurry is definitely my top item. Menu item. McFlurry, frosted lemonade might be one of my favorite things. Very good. I do like their plain sandwiches, plain Jane sandwiches. No matter, like, either, any of these things, have you guys ever experienced something that's so amazing that you feel like you have to, have to share it? Yes. 
Yes, I want to share a moment like this that happened in my life. It was so amazing, kind of like sharing my music with you, sharing my favorite menu items. Sometimes you just can't help those things. Um, one time I had this experience where I met someone famous, and it was really cool, but even today I was telling Hannah, one time I met this person, and I bet that Danica has probably told you about it. And then I told her, she's like, Danica, my wife, has told me about that. Not Hannah's wife, my wife has told me about this story. Because Danica, it was such an amazing experience, she couldn't not share it. And let me just start the story, I guess. You're all on the edge of your seat. One time we went, yeah. We were, it was right before we moved here. We were gonna move here. And just before moving here, we had Taylor Swift tickets in Seattle to go to Reputation Tour. And if you think we're gonna meet Taylor Swift, you're wrong, that would've been cool. But what did happen, is we went to this biscuit, this biscuit like a uh, gravy biscuit place. And we, yeah, you, you even have already heard this story, right? It's an amazing experience that Danica can't help but share. We're, we're eating and all of a sudden, Danica's wearing her Reputation Tour sweatshirt. And then there's another girl in the line wearing Reputation Tour swag. And she's like, cool Taylor Swift swag. And the girl's like, yeah, I'm one of the main dancers. And we were like, what? And then we're like, hey, if you're eating biscuits anyway, do you want to eat lunch with us? So we sat down and we just had lunch with her and we got to hear about like the tour with Taylor. And we got to, she told us like what Taylor's, working with Taylor Swift was like. And she actually was like, yeah, it's really lonely on tour because I don't like talk to anybody. So like, I thought we probably would annoy her. She's not annoyed, right? She's like, yes, this is great. We're having lunch together. So this is, her name is Yo. And this is me and Danica and Yo after we ate biscuits. <laughs> nice. This is me and Yo and Danica. And then the, she was like one of the main backup dancers. Like when we got there, there was pictures of her on the screen. And then we saw her like the whole show. Um, but this is her on stage with Taylor Swift right here. It was so weird to see her for lunch and then to see her at like at the concert where there was like 50 or 60,000 people, I'm like, we met her, this is crazy. And it was even crazier to Danica. She shares this story with, with people all the time. Um, and maybe you've had an experience like this. I just wanna ask someone who's had an incredible experience that they couldn't help but share it. Maybe if you've had a moment like this, think through it. I just wanna see if there's anyone willing to share a moment like this with the, with the group. Anyone in the room? A moment that you couldn't help but share with others, anybody. Yeah. Um, on the way back from Texas, I sat next to Mallory from Studio C. What? Studio C is a YouTube thing, right? Very funny channel. <laughs> Mallory from Studio C. I can't picture her, but I see why you would want to tell that awesome experience. My favorite one, by the way, is the Bop It one. It's funny, very funny. So. And we all know what it's like. Thank you. For, oh, you have one? Go ahead. It's gonna be camp. Nice. Yeah, you went to Young Life Camp. And let me guess, you came back, you had to tell. You're going to. So you're stoked. And you can't help but tell people about it. Amazing example. Yes. Lots of trips. Wow. Countries. Wow. Winter camp. Winter camp, yeah. 
Yeah, you had an amazing experience. You couldn't help but share it. Those are all great examples. And I see why you all would want to share it. Thank you for sharing those incredible moments with us. The truth is we all know what moments like this are like. We all know what it's like to tell someone about something awesome that we've experienced. When something awesome happens in our life, maybe like camp, right? We just got back from camp. We usually want to share that with others. Maybe it's meeting someone famous. Maybe it's sitting on the bus next to someone or a plane next to someone. Um, But if we ask ourselves this question, and maybe right now the answer is yes, but if we ask ourselves, do we feel the same way, the same sort of excitement about sharing our faith in Jesus with others? Do we feel the same sort of excitement? That's what I want to talk about tonight. I think if we're honest, I don't always feel the same level of excitement to share my faith, and maybe you're in the same boat with me. It's a little bit uncomfortable to bring up, right? If if you're talking about Jesus, like, it's a little uncomfortable, a little awkward. We, we might not know like what to say or we don't wanna make our friends feel awkward. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in that boat where you're like, man, I, I'm really excited. Maybe you're excited about winter camp and you wanna tell your friends, but you're, you just don't wanna make other people feel awkward. Maybe for you, um, it, it means being confrontational. Anyone in the room not very confrontational? It means anyone in the room uh, just really dislike arguments or people being mad at you. I can't, I mean, some people thrive on confrontation. I'm just not one of those people. Maybe you're like me. You don't want to be the person that is like defending the faith, who is like, who's defending God in a loud or maybe annoying way. You're worried that people will feel like, like you're trying to like push it on them. You don't want that to be a confrontation or a fight with your friend. Um, maybe for you, you want to share your faith. You're excited about what Jesus is doing in your life, but you're worried that, that if you talk about God and then you don't have all of the answers, that, that maybe the people will have questions you don't have answers to. Like, I want to talk to my friends about this, but if I bring it up, maybe they'll ask me something that I just don't know the answer to. That'll be hard or weird. Maybe, maybe for you, you aren't sure... The reason that sharing your faith or Jesus is because you're still, you're still trying to figure it out yourself and it's hard to talk about something or to, to share something that you're excited about even if you're still trying to wade through it or figure it out on your own. Actually, so here, here's the four. Maybe for you it's uncomfortable. Maybe you think it's, it means being confrontational. Maybe you think it means having all the answers. And maybe you aren't sure what you believe personally. Whatever it is, I just, I just wanted to talk about this. Since following Jesus, since following Jesus is amazing and something that we want to share with other people, how do we do it? And I just want to take a, a moment for you to really sit and think in that. What would it mean for you, if you think that following Jesus is amazing, what would it actually look like for you to share your faith? Think on this in a way that's not awkward or confrontational or nerve-wracking or arrogant, think about it. What would it really look like to share your faith? I think the truth is, is that sharing our faith sometimes doesn't feel so easy. But today I wanna to talk about how it, it, could, it could be easier. It could be easier. And I think that one of the best ways to, to discover what it looks like to share your faith, something that's important with you, is to look at scripture itself. Um, we, can look at, we can look at Jesus himself, right? And how he shared his faith. 
the, in, the, in the Bible, there's stories about people who decided to follow Jesus, and, um, and we can look at the ways that they decide to share their faith. Jesus actually calls us part of following him, right? We've been going through the series Follow. Part of following him means to share him with other people. Um, and, and it's just about, today, today I just want to talk about how it's just about sharing what we've seen, heard, and experienced ourselves. That's the model that we see in Scripture. Here's some of the verses about what people who were following Jesus at the time, what it, what it looked like for them. So Jesus replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus just says to, says to John, go back and report what you've, what you've seen and heard. Just, just go and share your experience God has done amazing things. Share your experience with your friends. If God is, and that's an example that we can learn from. If God has done something amazing in your life, you don't have to have all the answers. It doesn't have to be confrontational. Just share your experience. I have a friend, some of you guys know him. His name's Colin. He came to winter camp. He was, so yeah, you guys met Colin maybe at camp. He has this really cool relationship with people who aren't Christians. I just was in his wedding and some of the groomsmen in his wedding, they were like, we're really excited that you're marrying Caden. These guys that don't follow Jesus, they're like, because she brings out the best in you. You like, and she helps you be the truest you. We know that you love God and that you're like a man of faith. You read scripture and Caden, Caden supports that. She actually brings it forward because they were like, people in the past, sometimes they tried to shove that down in your life. But we are so excited that She's supportive of your faith. And I think what was really cool about that moment is that maybe they weren't following Colin's faith, right? We were talking about all of this before his wedding. We were all hanging out in the hot tub. It was really cool to me because maybe they don't believe the same things as Colin, but Colin had been, ex- had been sharing his experience with Christ. They knew that he was a man of faith and they supported him in knowing, and they supported him knowing that he was marrying someone that would support his faith. So they were supportive friends, even if they, even if, and he was able to share his experiences with Jesus with them without it being awkward or confrontational. Um, they actually said after we all hung out, they're like, man, we thought it was gonna be weird hanging out with pastors, but you guys, you guys are just so honest about your faith and in a non-weird way. It was this really cool thing. And I think that's the kind of friendship that Colin built. He just shared his experience. Doesn't mean that they are converted right away to Christians. It doesn't mean he, but it was a kind of friendship where he was able to share that. So sharing your experience, telling them um, like, like I heard Colin several times as we were prepping for his wedding, just say like he wanted to glorify, to, to like show Christ in his marriage. He was saying that in front of his non-Christian friends without it being confrontational or awkward or weird. Um, that's what Jesus calls us to. There's another scripture that says this. Andrew Simon Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. So, so here, Andrew, here's, here's about what John had said and, and, and that him coming and telling John, that was part of following him. He had followed what Jesus said. Jesus said, go and tell people about me. And John went and did that. There's also this verse, John 1, The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. So Jesus even, even encouraged people that he, he came in, in contact with to follow his God. We see an example in Jesus that 
it's not it's not weird. He just he just shares God with the people around him. Even Jesus does this. So the way Jesus calls us to share others is actually really simple, even though it can feel difficult at times. It's just sharing about what we've seen and what we've heard. It's about telling others what we've experienced ourselves in following Jesus. There's no, it's not weird. There's no memorization. They didn't have to memorize all these facts. They didn't have to, they didn't, Jesus didn't go and argue with people. No, no awkwardness, no judging. And the same is true for us. We can share our faith with others in the same way that we share anything that we love or that we're excited about, right? If Jesus, like Jesus is amazing, and so we just want to continue to share that with other people. When we choose to follow Jesus, part of that means that, that sharing our faith the way that Jesus both showed us and told us to do. He told these individuals to do it. He also showed us to do it. And so what does this mean for our everyday lives? What does it look like to share Jesus, at, share, share Jesus with people at your school, on your sports teams, maybe, maybe with parents who don't go to church or sharing Jesus with, I, think, I believe that sharing Jesus looks different for everybody, um, but, but we can start um, through the way that we act and the words that we say right? The way that you're able to share your faith is the way that you act and the words that you say. On my way to work this morning, I saw a bumper sticker and it said, heaven is, heaven is real, hell is real, and so is eternity. And I was like, hmm, I don't know that that bumper sticker is causing many people to follow God. Maybe I'd be surprised. Maybe people would look at that and go, whoa, I'm going to follow God now. I just don't think so. I think I think something far more effective is someone, someone who, who acts like Christ to someone who, who approaches others with love and kindness like Jesus did. And, and makes, and, and have any of you guys noticed when someone approaches you with love and kindness, you're, you're much more, you, you can, you're more willing to hear them out when they want to talk to you about something, right? When they approach you with love and kindness, you're far more willing to hear them out, to, I think that's what happens with Colin and his friends. Colin approached him with love and kindness. He wasn't, he wasn't rude or, or pushy, pushing things on them. He just was love and, loving and kind and, I th- and reflects the love of Jesus to his friends. And, and they respect the words that, they, that he says. They actually want to hear the things that he says about Jesus because, because he is being Jesus to them. So the first is the way that you act. Is the way that you act lead people to go, whoa, I want to listen to what you actually have to say. Or are you walking around judging others, living in a way that's not like Christ? If someone feels judged or, or like you're putting them down or looking down on them, it wouldn't cause them to want to follow Christ. But if you can show them Christ, it, it, may, give them a, it may help them have a listening ear. It's called, I call it, um, actually, Abe's dad, Paul, calls it relational, relational chips, right? You know, like, you've got like, the best way I can think of it is like Chuck E. Cheese coins, right? You can like, you've got enough relationship with someone that you can cash it in, right? And, and you've built enough, you spend enough time, you spend enough time like pouring into the relationship that if you want to have a conversation about something that they may feel is hard or awkward, they're good enough friends with you. It's not going to totally destroy the relationship. It's being kind so that you can have conversations like this. Um, it's also the words that we say. You can't just be kind, but you actually have to, we wouldn't, it's like if I tried to show you why I love my favorite band 
or share, share me and Danica's amazing experience without words. We can't do that. We have to, in the same way that, that it's not awkward to share these other amazing experiences, we have to use our words to, to share our faith with, with Jesus. I want you guys just to imagine something with me for a moment, just for a moment. What if everyone who really believed in Jesus actually did this? What if everyone that followed in Jesus followed Jesus started started being kind and loving to everybody and sharing Jesus with their words? What if they what if they all started caring about people and they shared they shared with they shared more about their experience than they than 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 trying to make a point, right? Trying to make a point with somebody. Um, or imagine what if what if people who are following Jesus stopped arguing or feeling uncomfortable or staying silent because they were unsure? And what if instead uh, they just started sharing what Jesus has done for them, right? What if as a youth group, we just started sharing what Jesus has done for us? Because I know in my own life, Jesus has totally transformed my life. There's so much in my life that I'm excited about. Um, me and the seventh grade dudes on our Read Scripture app, I just was mentioning like all the things that God has done to provide for me. Why would I not want to share that with, with other people? Do you think the world would be a better place? Do you think it would change the way other people see Christians if we started acting in this way? We started loving people like Jesus did and we started sharing our experience instead of being extra pushy. And do you think it might even change the way that you see your own faith in, in following Jesus? Um, I, I think so. I think following Jesus means sharing him with others in a way that's non-confrontational, in a way that's loving. Um, and so that's what we're gonna be talking about in small group is this, this thing. What's the one thing, think of this on your way to, way to small group. This, is, this will be a good starter. Be thinking about this for yourself. What's the one thing that makes you nervous about sharing your faith with others? If you're a Christian, if you're excited about Jesus, Maybe you're excited about winter camp or you want to invite a friend to Unite. By the way, this is like next week is Unite, a perfect opportunity to bring someone um, to experience like Christ. Um, what is the thing that makes those conversations with you nervous? Um, I'm going to pray with us and then we'll dismiss you guys.